previously we were wondering whether to buy or not to buy but today the question is where to buy the online everyone keeps talking about how things will be so very different thanks to the covid-19 pandemic five of us figured we might as well get a little economics about it and look at the change from a consumption point of view so hello listener this is the crisis pickers consumer an attempt of our students of economics anushay devangi nidhi rajlakshmi and vaishnavi to understand the conspicuous changes in consumption trends of pre and post pandemic times from shopping to working and a whole lot more like said by nidhi hi and anusha hello again today we decided to look at what's happening on the online front specifically the online shopping and the online learning front which we are now familiar with thanks to the circumstances to kick it off and be the budding economists we like to think we are let's take a look at some numbers about online shopping in recent times because no doubt we don't really have much of a choice but to make a significant change towards online shopping a very own survey showed that while about 1% out of every 3 opted for online shopping pre lockdown the number rose to nearly 2 out of every 3 post lockdown a considerable increase now devangi naturally the inclination towards in store shopping post covid 19 fell all across the board by a margin of about half to be precise not only that but we were also able to glean that online shoppers were already a rare breed among respondents above the age of 35 only two in every seven as usual this particular marvel of the 21st century found more relevance in the age group between 15 and 35 years with a third of them choosing online shopping over the in-store alternative a minimal difference really but given that the numbers that we registered in both categories as far as preference for online shopping post covid-19 goes were well set apart proponents of e-commerce in the younger group jumped up by 116% versus a staggering 175% in the older consumers long story short the effects of covid-19 on retail have been successful in accelerating the growth of e-commerce to the point where it would have otherwise found itself two or even three years down the line it's finally done the unthinkable it's ensnared the older population the most stubborn ones most accustomed to starting sentences with hamare zamane mein to beta aisa hua karta tha too bad for them because right now it looks like sitting around and being nostalgic about good old days features way down on the to-do list wouldn't you say yeah of course and guess what according to an article in the economic times the sales have already recovered up to 70% of their pre-covid levels that too just within a month of the restrictions being lifted remember that mckinsey survey from the last time we met looks like it's helping us out today as well the mckinsey study shows that there is a 15 to 29% increase in the net intent of consumers to go online for groceries 
household supplies and apparel, and a 0-14% to increase in net intent for buying personal care products in consumer electronics over the internet. Now, it was kind of expected that at least for the purchase of essentials, placing orders online would be much easier and more convenient. But why on earth would people invest in non-essentials in such times? Especially when the money is tight and honestly there's nowhere to go. The biggest tool that has helped their sales is, well, sales. I'm sure you've seen discounts flashing everywhere right now. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but most of these discount sales are being marketed around the lockdown, valid only till the lockdown ends and all. I mean, it is a good strategy since it gives the customers a feeling that this period will eventually come to an end. And also the producers can sell their products that have just been sitting in storage all this time. But the real question to be asked here is, will these lockdown sales really push people to buy the things they don't even need right now? But, but Nidhi, can we say it's just the sales? I'm wondering this because the respondents of our own survey, who, like I said, showed a considerable shift towards online shopping, were asked to what extent the sales being offered affected their choice. 32% of them said they were on the fence. It kind of affected, the choice kind of didn't. About 37% of the respondents said that their choices were relatively unaffected by sales and about 31% saying that it did not have a considerable effect. There's no clear majority. It's nearly one-third for unaffected, 50-50 and affected each. Maybe it's not just the sales. Going online being a matter of safety and precaution can also be an important factor. Actually, one would do well not to underestimate our shopping abilities. There's another side to be considered, namely value consciousness. According to a Boston Consulting Group survey, 9 out of 10 buyers of apparels online during the lockdown said they would continue with that habit even afterwards. With income uncertainty, more and more individuals are considering price as a major driver in their shopping decisions. Don't draw your conclusions just yet. It's true that 41% of respondents shopped apparels for celebratory occasions. With social distancing in place, I reckon all those parties and festivities are out the window. And as a result, it's not just sales in themselves, but in fact, functional requirements and utility, where you have casuals and fitness wear with the new momentum gained by health consciousness, for example, that are factoring heavily into the equation. Not to mention the increased screen time means that digital influence now has significant weight on what people choose to buy. And let's not forget, much of the older population in another study was found to gravitate towards adding grocery and household items to their shopping carts, or in other words, just essentials. Remember, these are the newly recruited online shoppers, but there's the fact that it is precisely this segment whose best interests lie in carrying out zero-contact transactions. So I'm willing to wager that at least until brick-and-mortar stores can assure the maintenance of satisfactory hygiene, in the online arena, it'll be come for the essentials, stay for everything else. Yeah, I mean, all we can do now is just wait and watch. 
but anyway so all this information that we've collected is from studies and articles of course we conducted our own survey too but just to get some more current information we decided to use something called google trends you must have heard of it but for those who haven't it's basically a tool that helps to see the frequency of different searches so all you have to do is type up a term and within seconds you get a graph which of course you can alter according to an area and a time period of your choosing so when we typed up stuff like kadha recipe or how to cut your hair at home we get a graph that spikes in april no prizes for guessing why but when we typed up something like samsung galaxy tabs or laptops there was a spike around the second week of june now you may be tempted to argue that it's because of the sales that i was speaking of earlier i mean that could be one of the contributing factors since when we typed up flipkart sales we got a similar spike but one of the main reasons for this is schools which usually open around this time and because this time round schools going to be virtual everyone's geared up i guess speaking of trends let's introduce you to the one who introduced us to the handy little tool full disclosure has been a real help right through our podcasting process from the start a professor at our institute we have with us professor ashish kulkarni joining us to talk about online education its ups and downs and the future of online and traditional forms of education 